Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. It's time for the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. I'm Dennis Farrell. That's Lars Fredrickson. A still the new host in the house. We are really excited. We have a new show format, which we are going to break down to you really quickly before we jump into what this week's show is. No longer are we doing four interviews a month. We're doing one interview a month. We're doing one show recap. We're going to pick one different show. Maybe it's a major show. Maybe it's a pay-per-view, classic or current. Maybe it's an indie show that came across one of our desktops. And we're like, hey, let's watch this and break it down. We don't know. We're just going to randomly pick shows that we want. We'll talk about. Uh, We'll do recaps. We are going to do news and your emails in all separate shows. So uh, don't fare. Uh, things have changed, but we're still the same old show. We don't like each other, and that's what makes us beautiful. Well, that's partially true. Me and Ace don't like you. Me and Ace like each other. We just don't like you. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm I like Lars. I like Lars. I just don't like his music. Just like he doesn't like my wrestling. <laughs> so <laughs> he's because you're a fucking you're a botch artist. <laughs> How many times have you shown up on Botchamania, Ace? I honestly don't know. They probably well, you got to consider I haven't really wrestled in a ring for a long, long fucking time. So some would argue they have to some, they, they would have to. <laughs> wow, getting in the digs. Yeah, this will be one. This will be one botch. This will be the botch of my fucking career. This will be. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey that's topping some shit, isn't it? <laughs> We've lost, we launched many careers, all right? There have been people that have gone on to great mediocrity from this podcast, all right? Uh, Dimitri Young went from this podcast to a high school baseball coach. Jason Kendall went from this podcast to a minor league scout, all right? Uh, uh, well, L.A. Knight, he went from this podcast to L.A. Knight. So I guess one career was made from here. So either way... I mean, one out, what one for four? That's a great major league career. So, yeah, I mean, but we 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 made and we break careers. Oh yeah, breaking one career broke. right now. Broke, we broke careers <laughs> and we made them. But uh, anyways, so tonight, you know, we were gonna watch the new TNA show, but it turns out it was like what they the episodic. TV version of this was like a highlight reel of 2023, correct? Boys. And I know some of that, it it went back in time, actually. The one I saw, what what I saw was it showed some of the best matches that over the the, the existence of TNA itself. So, right, right, right. 
Yeah, it was some kind of, but I, I feel it's because we're, we got the new big rebrand this yeah. weekend, which is Saturday. Um, there's a new Japan show happening in San Jose, which I was going to go to, but I don't know. It depends. It all depends. I, there's something it might be coming up. So if that's not the case, I don't go down to San Jose to see New Japan. Um, then I'll probably hopefully watch that TNA pay-per-view. But either way, you know, this is big. This is big for TNA. It's a rebrand. It's a whole new sort of let's set the tone. And, and it's it, for me as a fan watching that, and I know that you've been working there as a recent ace, it's like, you know, this is a big make it or break it moment for them. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, everybody's excited. My first day was the day, my first day at work was the day that they unveiled the new brand. Um, I had an inkling and uh, to see everybody, all the, it's, it's all the praise it's gotten because people are just, you know, they, they're romanticizing their hearts about, if you look back at the, some of the TNA stuff and, and just over the course of it, all the stars that went through there, it's, it's a lot like, if you look back at Ring of Honor when it started, a lot of the people that were there and where they've moved on to, well, a lot of Ring of Honor guys moved on to TNA. If they don't go on to WWE and all that good stuff, you know, like the early Ring of Honor stuff and those guys that were hungry and the hunger. And I think that's captivated by this this new crew, this audience. And you have some of the old, some of the older guys that were, you know, originals, I should say, not old. But <clears throat> you understand where I'm coming from. The, yeah. the folks that began with it and have stuck with it and have coming in and out. So good stuff. Yeah. yeah I can't well, wait I mean, to dig into their product in upcoming shows too. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, it's nothing, you know, this is going to be, it, it, this has to work. I feel like for them, because I think this is, there's a lot of, I, you know, maybe they're not saying it, maybe they're not feeling it, but I feel like there's a lot, this is the pressure moment. This is the make it or break it moment, in my opinion. But, you know, talking about, pro wrestling and i know we all watched raw on monday night mm -hmm. and you know depending because we've never really done this before i just thought we would just kind of start from the show straight from the top you know we had we obviously had you know one of the things i've been loving about you know what i loved about monday night's show was just how the show started you know you saw cody you know coming into the to the building um there was so many facets that we can get through but of course, you know, the first thing that we actually really see with any that had any, um, you know, uh, time was the Drew and the Punk uh, um, um, uh, promos. And for me, I don't know how you guys felt uh, felt about this, but uh, um, you know, some of the things that Drew said, like Drew, uh, Drew has been holding Drew back and, and uh, maybe he should step away from the WWE. I mean, all these things really felt very heartfelt and I, and I think he stood his ground with punk in there. I mean, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Watching this, I left going, this is the version of Drew McIntyre I could fall in love with. Here's a guy that comes out and says, you know, how many times have we watched something and went, that's a stupid move, but nobody in the universe ever acknowledges it. Drew basically says, Damon, what are you doing? You screwed yourself when you tried to cash in and you screwed me. And it's yeah. something that isn't widely ever acknowledged in the wrestling world. And, and this like version of Drew with a, a bit of an edge and I guess maybe blaming other people for his shortcomings. I really could get behind this character right now. He was so, 
I, I you know, he, he rose to the occasion tenfold. Uh, I was just amazed. Um, I believe it or not, I remember him in developmental. I remember his first day in OVW because I was down there and obviously night and day from the kid that just showed up from, from, uh, uh, from Scotland over here and you know he didn't speak much he wasn't quite the stature that he is now and even then when he left WWE to come back to go back to the Indies and went out and proved himself and went to TNA and went to or Impact I'm sorry did, did you know Impact um, he went to Evolve I mean and that's a great word he evolved while he was gone and when he got signed back to NXT and WWE to that world Holy shit, if you guys haven't heard the story, like I, I was told that he would drive down to Shawn Michaels class to learn from you learn from Mr. WrestleMania. Um, but that also takes a lot on the inside to realize I need to do these things because there's plenty of people in this wrestling world that are just happy being the way they are and just, just they're just flat dead against changing themselves. Getting in the ring with Punk and everything he said. Everything was on point. He had a delivery when he laid across the rope. I popped huge. I mean, that was yeah, that was amazing. That was good stuff. He was so animated. I'd never seen this much animation out of him. But you could feel the fire in him. He had some real verbiage. If, if people, if people really went into it, and they were obviously listening. But if you know his story, uh, you know he's he's man. There's a contender. There. Well, I love the new. Yeah, I loved you know, and, and I loved how Punk you know, kind of placed each, uh, you know, both of them, you know, as far, as far as like saying, I'm your leader now, kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though Drew's been there and, you know, and then of course I love the line. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and WrestleMania and headline WrestleMania. And then, and then the coup de grace was for me from Punk's side was, and I'm going to throw you out last. You yeah. know what I mean? Basically. So I feel like the storytelling is already like set this, you know, this uh, this uh, preface that like, you know, for me, this is a believable story because these guys have history and um, th- it's it's like a it's like a battle of of seniority. And mm-hmm. this is something that I can get behind. And, and this is I wish every wrestling company would take note on 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 these types of promos where it's real believable. It wasn't rehearsed. It seemed like it was very organic. Drew did not look like this was something um, rehearsed. It was probably the best back and forth between Drew and somebody I've ever seen. I feel like, like you said, he really stepped up. Um, and I now I, I, I'm, I'm seriously, and I really take Drew seriously at this point. And I'm happy that I can do so. You know what I mean? It's one more person I get to root for. And, you know, kind of taken from you here with, for me, the line of the night was when Drew made it feel real, when he brought Randy Orton into the conversation, you know, me and Randy had conversations in the back and, and, and for me as a wrestling fan and you hear them bring some realness into a promo, it places me into a promo and it makes me feel like, uh Oh, I'm a fly on a wall in a conversation. I shouldn't be listening to. It was a story. The, the, the conversation they were having as it elevated, uh, the story he was telling, he had the conversation with Randy Orton, and we had our demons, and and you know, blah blah blah. You're you're a demon. You you're straight edge. You don't have any demons. You are a demon. And then Punk stated, you know, I'm Satan. You know, fl- you know, you're gonna turn. I'm gonna be. I'm Satan. You want you want to go that way? Then he brought up straight edge society. Like I'm getting things mixed around, but it, yeah. it just played in perfectly. Where yeah. I mean, Punk gave him the avenue. Punk didn't 
hardly say anything in this. He had his words, but it was, like you said, Lars, getting into the Rumble, you've got another element to this. Punk dropped Cody's name. He hasn't said yep. Cody's name adversarial yet. Now he did. Okay, Cody, we're, we're, we're buds and all, but Rumble's getting close. You know, fuck you. Well, when he does wrestle Cody, I gave him the best idea. And if he doesn't use it, I swear to God, I'm going to tear him a new asshole on social media. But anyways, the first real wrestling match we got of the night was Baylor versus Champa, And and I feel like this is another way that they're kind of, you know, laying the groundwork in, in, in for the new year. You know, because we're talking about DIY was Champa, Champa and Gargano. Um, you know, and one thing I really love is Champa, you know, cutting the promo on the way to the ring. I mean... I don't. I, I can't re- really say. I uh, I can recall. Maybe somebody here can rec- correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think I've seen somebody cut a promo on the way to the ring in the WWE from as far from as far back as I can remember. But there were two things because you had that, and I don't want to skip too far ahead. But well, let's uh, say right here. Too. But but that was two things we didn't we have not seen in a very long time from the WWE. So it felt very throwback-esque from that standpoint well let me ask is it is it because dunn is out of the picture is that why these different types of things are happening so from what i was told from pete uh i can say that was dunn doesn't really have that kind of control he's more of like the overall producer of the show that comes from like the writers and triple h and that kind of stuff uh you know Pete said, you know, many times Dunn, you know, what Dunn does is amazing. He doesn't understand. And a lot of times he gets heat for stuff he doesn't even do, like camera shots and the quick cutaways a lot uh, falls on Dunn's head a lot. But, uh, you know, coming from Pete, Dunn doesn't have control over that kind of stuff. So I don't think I could say that's a Dunn thing, but it definitely felt like a whole different show with the first show without him. Well, um, you know, and also, sorry, I just wanted. No, to I was gonna, I was going to say a, a lot of those wrestling things are. That's to me. That's a lot of Triple H coming back to the fold. Going, I love pro wrestling. I know he does. I sat there. I listened to him. He loves pro wrestling. With you know, you've got to have the entertainment edge of what WWE has become. So sports entertainers has to get. But he is bringing. I mean, shit. There was a time we couldn't say the word pro wrestling anymore when we were right. teaching at NXT. And it, what word do we use when we're sports entertainers? Okay, well, I'm going to teach you wrestling in the sports entertainment context. No, pro wrestling comes back. So I, I, I believe, I'm going with, you know, Triple H. It's like, why can't we have him do this? Or somebody throws it. Somebody throws out the idea without knowing they'll get shot down because they know what Vince hates. So, right. Well, I, regardless, I thought Champa's promo was pretty solid. I, I think um, the timing was off. On the match, though, I mean, and also another thing that really kind of bothered me was like the first commercial break is at two minutes. You know what I mean? So I'm just first of all, you know, the punk Drew thing obviously got me involved. But then when I'm I'm there to watch pro wrestling and then at two minutes, they're going to a break. And that was a little bit, uh, um, yeah, I don't know, sort of frustrating for me. And then, you know, a, cu- a couple of little things that I saw. I don't know if you guys saw it as well, but, you know, I feel like. I like Champa a lot, but I think like his punches need some work. So I don't know if you guys noticed that they just they they seem to just not look. You know, I mean, I maybe I'm just a I watch too 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 intensely, but I will go from this point of view, and maybe this is too nerdy, but I'm not a big fan of when I watch a wrestling show 
and someone calls somebody out in a promo right before, and then they have a match right after and don't acknowledge anything. Like he was not just brought up in a promo for me. If I was like booking a show, which I've zero booking ability, I might've put this match, maybe one match behind just to give it a little bit of distance from having a uh, Damian Priest's name brought up and then having him out on camera with zero acknowledgement to that. That might've been my only complaint with this match. Um, I didn't like, I didn't like that Gargano did it. They did a heel finish with the baby face. Yeah. So unless they're telegraphing to us that they're going to turn heel, which if that's the case, then by all means, or Gargano is the becoming the evil one. But Ciampa doesn't ever play a traditional babyface to me because he came up with the same attitude. He was like in NXT. He was just, you know, hard nosed brawler type guy. Um, I just did. I looked up and I'm like, why did the babyface use, you know, a screw? screw over finish on the heel without being with, with without a back and forth without I mean you give it back to the heel but the heel gives to you so if the heel tried it and it didn't work but the baby did it I'm cool with that but if the baby yeah. just does it outright I need a reason and then maybe I missed something the week before I didn't see a recap so that was my biggest problem well, you know, I'll just go back again. I think Champa's punches were were lazy, and they and 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 it's like when you have an, a, a moment to establish your new tag team. That's because really, that's what we're doing. We're establishing, the, you know, the storyline. I I feel like you know you want to be physical, which I think there was a very physical match that came later that we would want to get into. But I, I definitely think Gargano, Gargano's timing on that as well was 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 not all the way there. I feel like th- that's where they need to kind of you know, sort of tighten it up. It was basically on the timing. I mean, at the end of the day, it was maybe six minutes of wrestling, at, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at, with a couple of commercial breaks. It just, it was kind of like, eh. You know I mean? I, but I really, yeah. I, but it's like, I, I want more than fine. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, to kind of say fine, the next segment was the promo with Becky Lynch and Nia Jax. Yeah. I could have done without that. That could have been like an in-ring thing or, you know, give me a, a cool little video package to tell that story. And we could have been out. There was nothing about this back and forth that made me go. All right. I'm no, 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 no. The next, the next part was the Becky Lynch promo. Right. That's why that was Becky Lynch and, and Nia Jax. Becky, no, Nia Jax was in the ring. Wasn't she? No, Becky was by herself in the back with uh, the Jackie girl. That's right. Yeah. Cause the, yeah. With the Becky Lynch promo, it was just by herself because I think Nia Jax is out in the ring and we'll get to that. But um, yeah, yeah, the Becky. I'm with you on that one, Dennis. The Becky Lynch promo was boring. I, I don't. I don't find her at all uh, entertaining. I don't find her uh, engaging. I, I know a lot of people love her, and I totally get that. But Rhea Ripley's, you know, like or Charlotte Flair, those are the types of of, of pro wrestling, the women's pro wrestling that I gravitate to, or a Masha Slamovich, or you know, people like that. You know, what I mean, it's it's she just doesn't do it for me. Uh, but you know what? Somebody who did do it for me uh, was Bianca Belair. Like when I saw her at that house show, I really saw her for the first time after all these years. I really understood how incredibly talented she was. And, but and then and one we were talking about earlier was the real physicality and the Kofi Ludwig Kaiser match. Oh. I mean, this thing. I mean, you know, this was you know. Uh, where do, where do I begin? I mean, any one of you guys? I, I, feel, I felt like it was just a match, and so I was just coasting along, and then the real shit started happening. I was like, 
oh, oh, oh. So I'm cool with it being just a match. Give me the aftermath that they gave me. Because that was intense as, as all hell. You know, talk about a moment that changes your mind on a person. That thing made me go, this Lugwood guy, who, you know, I, I don't hate him. I always was kind of indifferent to his character. He was always the background guy to Gunther, and I kind of respected the role he played. But for me, he stood out. He he left that show as that show's MVP. I, I, at the end of that segment, I went, this guy can be a player. I could see him with with some sort of like mid-range belt around his waist at some point in his career now. Sure. Sure. Well, but you know, but his storytelling, I'm sorry, guys, this is one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. It, it wasn't just a match to me because his, uh, Ludwig's storytelling in that ring when he said, you know, in the middle of the match, you took my partner Da Vinci's head. Now I'm going to take yours. Like he's telling me why he's being so physical with Kofi right now. He's telling me why he's so angry and he's so upset and why he's being so violent. I mean, this was a physical match. About, I mean, a, it, everything that you would want in a physical match, this was it. And I think, um, you know, Lou would really made it personal. You know, I mean, I really think that this is now a personal thing. You know what I mean? Like, it really made me believe, like, oh, shit, Kofi and Ludwig, because of, you know, you know, Kofi, the, obviously, just to, in case you don't know, basically took Da Vinci's head off, you know, the, the week before. You know, mm-hmm. there, there was a spot where um, Da Vinci was jumping off the top rope and, and Kofi's meet, met him as he's in midair with a with a drop kick, which I just don't understand why you would do that anyways, because you're just going to get you know, messed up by it, but you know, it is what it is. New wrestling. And kind of the, you know, we set this up, the double count out. When was the last time in the WWE you've seen a double count out? It, it feels like it's been forever. Oh yeah. Because it's usually flat. So again, that's why I was yeah. like, just a match, but they would double count out. And then I'm watching like, Oh wait, place is clearing. And then the chair shot, which was yeah. the technique on the throwing the chair. Um, and then, Come to come back with the running drop kick, like all the way around the ring, and just that know, was awesome. Into the stairs, man. Like it, again, you know, like you said, it, it the unfortunate, opp- unfortunately, the opportunity that was presented because Da Vinci's out with likely a concussion. I'm guessing. I didn't read the notes, but I mean, they stopped the match for a reason. Um, and Lars, by the way, that is a spot that's been around forever. It just so happened this one went really bad. Um, no, I know. I've seen it before, and I've seen it when it works, but I just don't understand, what, you know, because I feel like it's one of those 50-50 moves, Ace. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, yeah. Un- uh, unless your timing is impeccable, and, you you know, if I can see if you're practicing this on a house show for, for a couple days, and then you do it. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like I feel like yeah. because there has been a lack of house shows, guys can't really... I don't know. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I feel like the house show was always there for that timing to happen for that sort of repetitive thing. Oh, definitely. And that's not necessarily, it depends who's taking a bump. I mean, I've taken that kind of bump. I've given that kind of bump, like the drop kick and just to have someone take it, it, it is, it's a unique one. I mean, there's another version where you could close on a guy when they come down shit like that. Same, same. I get what you're saying. 50, 50 of hitting it. It, the way he took the bump, he really didn't hit his feet first. Normally, you right. kind of break your fall, and you're able to take just an just an an, an escalated back bump because you're just you know you're going so fast. But he bumped out of midair, and I mean, uh, unfortunately, he mu- he must have been rattled before because to get rattled 
you can get rattled mm. and catch and, and catch your breath and get there, but he must have been rattled pretty damn good. So it's hard once you you know once you get knocked around a little bit, you're you're scrambled brain. So I hope well, the best for Da Vinci that that's not continuous for him. Well, and another thing is like that's the kind of move that I would see as the end of the match too. I mean, when it was first kind of the first time I ever saw something like that was Japanese stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. And because they were a little bit more innovative on that on that end, and uh, now you see it more now because all the American wrestlers forget that it's America and they want it to be Japan. So you're just you know whatever. Um, but it is what it is. But um, that's why I was saying it's like it, it just it seemed like that could have been the end an end of a match kind of scenario. And I thought that about something we'll see in the main exactly. So we'll get back to that when we get there. But say I, I agree, like that's a bump that could take you out of it. It's there's. So many nuances you could use as opposed to bump, get up, bump, get up. So, so anyway, but uh, hope oh, yeah. Da Vinci's okay. And yeah, the ending was just killer. And he did a pro, Kaiser did a promo. I don't know if he did it right after or, yeah, it, it, I don't know if it was another match or two before they caught him in the back. Like, great way to set well, all up. I all I know is that, unlike you, Dennis, I was like completely mesmerized, and I'm sure the three of us were just with the way that that ended. First of all, we got a, a double countout. <laughs> you know what I mean? And or, I mean, when's the last time that's ever freaking happened? You know? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. 
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Now, maybe the nitpicky part of me, was there anyone that kind of shook their head at the delayed reaction with Kofi sliding into the ring, like trying to beat the count out like 30 seconds after the bell rang? Like, dude, come on. That might have been the only thing I might have said. Really? Come on, Kofi. You, you, it, was like, it was like way too delayed. It was like ding, ding, ding. Wait, 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 wait. Then he slides in. It's like if it was closer, I could have bought it. But that might have been the, the – everything overshadowed that moment. But that moment almost took me out of the whole setup. Gotcha. Well, you know, um, is there still that echo? Nope. Yeah. I don't I know. Hear it. Yeah, I hear it too. I think it's probably because we're on the earbuds. Safe. Oh, um, that's that's my that's my my guess. Well, you know, one of the things that I was really stoked about because it reminded me of old school wrestling is uh, next thing you know we got Michael Cole in the ring about to do an interview with a pro wrestler in the ring. It just sucked that it had to be Nia Jax because <laughs> this was the most rehearsed. I mean, she was good at the lines. I'm not even you know I can't you know falter. And, and I'm not, you know, I like Nia Jax because I think she's something different. But this was so rehearsed and her delivery needed so much work. It was like, I felt like I was being talked at to. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference of talking at somebody and talking to somebody. Um, but then, you know, I don't know how you guys felt about that. But to me, it was just kind of like, ah, God damn it. I felt like that's what was coming. That's how she normally delivered her. I mean, she's ground up PC. So from the PC to the NXT to blah, 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 you have writers. And writers are giving you your verbiage. So certainly rehearsed. Um, I would hope that she finds the avenue where she can just do bullet points at some point. But I also think this new character, at least, that she comes out, she's got a little more. The cadence in her voice is better. They've helped her out with that. I love Michael Cole there to at least help her along and lead in, in, until Rhea came out. And there's a fucking star right there. Like, I'm, pardon my swearing, but she is. And that's, she is an anomaly. She Every time I see her come out and do everything, like, she is just an anomaly. And if you know how old she is, she's mid-20s, 25, 26. For her to be this good, it's just crazy. Uh, I'll be honest. I sat there and watched it. And for me, Nia is one of those wrestlers I think less is more. Uh, she could be so dominant 
if they gave her the early year Brock Lesnar treatment with the mic. Give her a, give her someone to speak for her. She's big, she's intimidating, and and that's the way that you should play that character up. When she talks, she just has this voice that doesn't that doesn't echo intimidation. Her voice when I listen to her voice, it's almost like that classic eighties uh trope where you have a big muscle guy come out and he talks like this. And that's it, it takes me out of, of that moment. Rhea came out, saved the, the segment for me. And I, I think we all agree we might have just taken three minutes too long to talk about this whole segment. Yeah, I mean I think every everybody in in the world, every human being in the world has the ability to sound uh threatening. We're predators, okay? I mean, even my beautiful wife, who's the nicest person on face of planet Earth, can threaten me to the point where I believe her that something bad will happen. Nia Jax needs to tune into that. And like I said, like you said, Miss Charisma came in, came in and saved the whole thing. But then we got to the woman's tag. Now, this is something I was kind of really excited about. Well, hang on. I Don't forget about the video. The the video uh, recap of the Rock's epic return. We do. I would like to touch on this. I, for I, No, I did. I, I did forget about it. That's why I was skipping forward, because the last thing I really want to see in the WWE is the Rock. But go that, ahead. That's <laughs> why I wanted to bring this up for a half second. And I, I don't want to, like, dr- you know, draw too much onto it. But I really feel like with with what the WWE has right now at the top of this roster, the last thing they need is the Rock. I don't agree. Really? WrestleMania 40s WrestleMania 40s coming. You have a top tier if they can get the guy and do something with it. They're looking at 40 to be bigger probably and think about it this way. Triple H is now at the helm. He has a hold of it. He's pulling out all the big guns to show that he can do what he can do. So they've been trying to get they try to get the guy in all the time. So if it's just proximity, they're in California, dude's down the street. Let's get him in. Let's utilize him. Screw it. Let's utilize everything we can to make 40 the biggest one yet under the banner of TKO, under the banner of Triple H pushing it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And I I think from watching what happens with Jinder later on, they pulled Jinder out of obscurity and at least gave him life and gave them a couple of weeks there too. So I don't hate any of that. Look, at the biggest money match, and that's what pro wrestling at the end of the day is about, is about drawing money. Let's just be honest. That's what the business is for. Yep. And it's and every entertainment business is about, you know, trying to sustain yourself as an entertainer. It's about, you know, anyways, the biggest money maker that they possibly could be, that they could possibly do is Roman Reigns and The Rock. Now, I'm just saying in my own personal opinion, I don't like The Rock. I thought he what he came out and did was super corny, and uh, I just I just didn't like it. It was like sing along with you know the rock. It's like oh, sure. it's why people you know sing the Chris Jericho song and then chant NDA at him. It's like it's like the it's the 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 modern wrestling fan wants to uh, interact with you, right? You know, <clears throat> and I, I mean I like it too. I'm not saying it's bad, but you know I understand it's the big money maker. Absolutely do it for because it's the best for business. Did you need, have anything else to add or are we get into this woman's tag? Well, we we're going to skip between it. We did have the Cody Rhodes uh, Shinsuke brawl in between the promo of The Rock and right. the, to set up the main for tonight, which right. I'll, I'll be honest. 
I was really invested in this after that brawl. Once again, one of those moments where I went, I that's something I didn't think I needed to see. But when I kind of got that little uh, taste of that backstage brawl, I go, all right, you got me. I'm going to I'm invested. Let's see what you bring me, WWE. Didn't they do that while Nia Jax was still in the ring? I hate no, I, I don't they, like any. No, they cut to the rock promo and then no, Chelsea, Chelsea and um, and uh, do drop, not do drop. Uh, Piper, like we're in the I ring know. already. They were, yeah, they were in the ring. It's when they came back from commercial break, if memory serves me correct. They okay, had, yeah, yeah, it was kind of weird because it, it, it could have been very attitude era to come back from the commercial break, have Cody there, then do the backstage brawl, and then cut to the women's coming to the ring or whatever. I think that would have been a little bit more appropriate, but whatever. There's obviously a new producer there, but um. I did. You're, you're right, though, uh, Dennis. I, I was kind of like, whoa, you know, Shinsuke, I've always liked him. I know people don't like him. I, you know, I've been a fan of Japanese wrestling for a very, very, very long time. OK, I have a I have a I have a, um, what, a, a fondness for Japanese pro wrestlers uh, and Japanese pro wrestlers. Um, so I'm always going to like a Shinsuke Nakamura, even if he looks like he's having an epileptic seizure when he's coming out to the ring. Remember when him and Seth? I mean, it was like two, it's like who could outdo the <laughs> epileptic seizure? It's like, and I'm an epileptic, you know, you know like with lights and stuff. So, <clears throat> anyways, I love, dude, Chelsea is the best. She's good. Yep. That, that match pleasantly surprised me. I, 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 I liked how it ended. I thought the middle was all right, the beginning was good. For me, that match may may have exceeded my expectations of of what I would expect a returning tag team match on Raw, you know, in the middle of the month to be. I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't disappointed. I went, all right, that's that's kind of what we expected, and they delivered. There were a couple of things that were very contrived, and I'm never a fan of things that are too contrived. They pulled it off. The Rana off the shoulders off the top, which is dangerous as all get out. They pulled it off, but the setup for that, like I, I this is the same thing we gripe about at any other show. Like, why does it take so long to get there? Like, let's think about the in between. She's getting stuck under some shoulders, hit hit someone in the head, things like that. Uh, the finish was very convoluted. There's a couple of different beats to hit for that. I liked it. I wrote down not finish, but I wish. Just a couple of beats would a little been a little bit different. I would have shortened the match a little, to be honest with you. Um, in my opinion, for other matches being so short, and this one got a lot of time. It's nothing against the girls. I just didn't think they had enough to go in there to to do that. Like it just felt like they were stretching. There were good things. There were many good things in there. I felt like they could have probably shortened it a couple of minutes and had a more concisely like you know barn burger to me. Well, you know, Chelsea, what I loved about her was she's super vocal in there, and she's super entertaining. Piper's always been one of my favorites to watch. Um, one of the things that I saw, like, there was a lot of, like, um, confusion, like you said. Like, I think Cole called a senton to the spine, but Piper actually, like, landed and looked like an elbow. Yeah. And... And then, and then, of course, the EDM girls, who I'm totally not interested in, because uh, EDM sucks. That music sucks. I, I'm going to say it here for the record. That music sucks. It's just not good. 
and I, I and, the, and I know that the announcers have mentioned it. And it's part of their whole their whole trip, but whatever. Then they hit the keg stand, which I thought was kind of a cool little move. You know, it was very. Um, it remind me of something if Tolly Blanchard and Arn Anderson were still a tag team in today's wrestling. That's something that I think they would pull. You get what I mean? That's what I draw. And I, maybe you guys are like, "What the hell is he talking about?" But I no. mean, I agree. But that's something that, that I would see. But then you know, you know, whatever. And then our truth, dude. How hilarious was that? <laughs> He's gold, man. He's I, gold. I tell you, I I have several different uh emotions to this because and, and go along with me for this ride guys because i like judgment day i always worry when they bring a serious group in and add a little bit of comedy to them uh obviously they did it good well well with the bloodline and Sami Zayn. the comedy was just enough that it enhanced the storyline our truth is phenomenal. I love our truth. That that segment right there might have been one of the our truth segments of the year. We may be talking about this whole thing a year from now because it was so funny and so well done. But at the same time, boy, I worry, like palm sweaty, worried that this our truth may overshadow the whole Judgment Day as a whole. The, we're talking about a group that all of them are holding gold, basically multiple gold, and. And our truth is the thing that we're talking about about this group. So, and, am I wrong for feeling like this, guys? No, no, he no. is. I, I mean, it, it, I, I'm with you. I don't want to see a lot of comedy and with with you know the the straight thing going on. Like they are serious, serious as can be. But this element of it, it, it I don't know how it it meshes and works just fine. But even when they went to the bet because. There was a lot more backstage for the Judgment Day, in my opinion, that we've seen, like, watching the monitor. And usually I can't stand that, but they're like, hmm, all right, when are we going to cut this up? No, 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 no. I got a plan. I got a plan. It's going to work out. We're going to utilize them. All right, fine. We trust you. We trust you. You know, even with, with all the things going on, like, they're going to cap this off really big, I think. Well, to me, it's kind of like adding, you know, what I looked like to me um, is adding Sammy to the bloodline. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same sort of idea. It's like you've got a guy who, you know, who has the tendency to be kind of funny. And you know what I mean? I mean, it's, he's not our truth funny. I mean, but it also it looked like a little shot to, you know, the company that's been doing all the jokes as of recent, you know, the jokey wrestling. And it's like, look at what we can do. Not only do we have all these stars, but we, we're funnier than you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the way I saw it, too. And our truth. Like, here's a guy that's been around for a long time. For a long time. Yep. I mean, you know, I remember when they were, you know, punishing Punker back last time. And, you know, he's the world heavyweight champion. And then a month later, he was doing, uh, you know, the job to our truth at on a dark, you know, on the curtain jerk yep. dark match of, of the Royal Rumble or whatever it was in Texas. But, um, you know, so I, I think our truth, obviously, he's always been that comedic value, like, um, Oh, what was his name? Uh, the chainsaw. Oh God, what was his name? Japanese guy, uh, little uh -huh. chainsaw guy. Um, uh, oh God, it, I can see his face. Yeah, Holy cow! The guy I know is Chainsaw Charlie at best. No, 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 no. They called him the chainsaw, the buzzsaw. Um, oh, uh, to, to Jerry, Jerry, to Jerry, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. You remember when he was doing kind of the comic stuff with? Um, oh yeah. 
yeah, that's kind of what it, it, it plays on. You know, you have to have that little levity, you know, part, especially in such a serious thing. But then we got into the Miz and JD. And um, honestly, I, this was, I was not interested in this whatsoever. And it, at that point, this is like the longest match of the night. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I didn't really even watch. And the last thing I did is I started like cleaning up, trying to get my 10,000 steps. And I was like, oh, the Miz went over? And like, I, I get it why you would put him over in this case because you're trying to build up JD and all this stuff. But like, honestly, like the Miz is someone who just needs to go away. He's an awesome dude. I mean, I'm, no pun intended. He's a nice guy. And he's, and obviously he's been one of their workhorses for years. But it's like, he's never been believable to me at all. It's like he is that reality TV aspect that's made pro wrestling fake. He is sports entertainment personified, which I, I don't like. I like pro wrestling. So I don't know. Maybe you guys, I know Ace, you probably might see it a little bit different. Dennis, I know you love the guy, but this was a match that, that I just could have gone without. I see it as he's been, holy shit, has he been delivering with Gunter at the pay per view? And then when they had that match on Raw, I just sat there. I'm like, I cannot believe that he's work, that he's working this hard. He's he's working as a pro wrestler for me. Like the straight up finish with him and Gunter, the pay per view I thought was good. It was hard hitting, uh, which surprised me because again, I'm usually I'm not going to watch the mismatch. It's no offense to the guy whatsoever of a nice guy. It's just not what I'm into. Um, I feel the same way. And, and I do agree. I always agree with this, you know, go away for a little while and come back a little bit. You know, I think they've squeezed, squeezed a lot out of this, out of this for a while. Maybe he should take a break and they could redebut him, especially with the vast roster of people they got going on. Um, I think he needs a break from that. Uh, but I think he's been delivering big time lately. Uh, this is my argument. Again, we keep touching on these things. I think this of Nakamura, I think he needs to go away for a while and then come back big. Because he's been, especially after um, what happens later on that we're going to talk about. But Nakamura, every time he comes on, I'm like, um, I, I spoke to Lucy about this. She's like, man, I love Nakamura and NXT and all that stuff. And then mm. uh, he had a match. And I and I remember watching him at the Tokyo Dome. It, 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 it was at a Wrestling Kingdom, probably. Uh, him and AJ Styles. Holy shit, what a match. Like the stuff they were doing. And you can't go back in time and you can't, you know, you can't put on those, those shoes again and, and recreate that. So to speak, we would have never got the same savage steamboat years later for sure. But I think he just needs to disappear for a minute and come back in. Everything he's doing is, is fine and solid and good. And he's, a, he's a solid worker. And I love the Japanese anime that they throw in with the character. I just think we need to pull him out for a second and then, you know, shove him back in there later on. I think my issue with this match was placement. The last three out of four matches or segments were Judgment Day. Then you get The Miz and JD, and I was just a little like, all right, you know, I think I just saw this whole thing. The last, you know, three or four segments, I'm okay with fast forwarding through this. It, 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 it I just felt. Uh, my Judgment Day battery was on empty by this point. Like, if this might have been a little bit back at the back end of the uh, show, maybe I would have cared a little bit more at best, but that's about it. Well, three hours. You got to fill three hours. 
Yeah, and that's the, that's if the best thing, the best move that they could ever make is go down to two. And I know it's advertising money. I know that's like a part, you know, how they can get these stars and pay their, you know, their workforce. But man, it's like it's too much. It's brutal. I had to watch it in two different. You know, I, you get so oh, like you, you, it's like Clockwork Orange, where they got the, you know, Alex in the chair with his eyelids pinned open. You know, so, but you know, then we got Seth Rollins to come and shoot a promo, and, and his promo was just kind of your, you know, it was like um, it was like the state of state of the nation. You know, it wasn't nothing big. It was just like, you know, gas is you know this way and blah blah, but. The thing that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like you had mentioned, um, is Jigger Mahal. He interrupts. And now it's his turn. And it seems like they're trying to get eyes on him. If he asks him. For whatever reason, they have plans for him. You, you know, I, I will say this. I like Jinder. Jinder is a different type of heel. And I can get behind whatever he delivers. I don't think they put him in a lot of situations for him to succeed. When he had that title run, uh, they they kind of made us believe anything can happen to any superstar. He gets that belt at the time. That was a narrative. And I really felt good about him being the champion. Like, all right, here's a as a who didn't have that pedigree. They put the belt on him. He, to me, I felt like he, he did more than a serviceable job as a champion. He drops the belt. Then he kind of just disappears in the mediocrity. Uh, he comes back out of nowhere. They immediately place him in a, a segment with The Rock where I felt like it was just, here, Jinder, here's your shovel. Because when you come back and you're in the ring with The Rock, it's The Rock's moment. You're now playing the C-star. And then he comes out to Seth where I think he rebounded a little bit with rehabbing that image. And uh, he left that segment a little bit stronger than when he came into last week's uh, from being back from the injuries. I So the last week, uh, last week's promo with the rock, I love the fact that he got up on the rock and started beating the rock's ass. Normally it's the rock block punch, bang, bang, bang. Let's go. <laughs> and he put the rock in the corner and just, put him down, put him down, put him down. I'm like, great, get some heat on the guy. And to come back out, I mean, like you said, his title run, uh, admittedly, I did not watch it back then. I didn't see that. I, I, I don't even, was he with the Bollywood boys still then when he had the run no, with the title? I, okay. I see. I don't recall it. I, I don't know what Lucy I would have known if she could have made the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't have an NDA. <laughs> she, she could, she, she can talk about gender. Yes. Sorry, Ace. Uh, yeah, Sorry, that's all right. Ace. Yeah, it's gonna it'll run for a while, I'm sure. Yeah, um, no, it's it's gonna run for a couple months at least. <laughs> NDAs. Um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna put that as ring my return. Head and ring return. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's um, funny. I I I just like the placement of him. Again, he walked out. Uh, Seth promo again, state of the nation, blah blah blah, state of the union address. I like Seth when he came out on punk. I was hoping he would lose this gimmick some, not the dress. I don't mind the flashiness of the dress, but the ah, like whatever he's he's doing because he's kind of I know he's a baby because of the music, but he talks borderline heel to me, and I just want him to be real, just 
if he just spoke real stuff, just like a real human being, I think it would be a lot better and a lot easier to digest, just like he did on Punk. He, the switch turned off from all the glitz and glam. And he's like, I hate you. I just hate you, you know? And, and he just turned into a real person. I need that again because personality in, personality conflicts equal, you know, equal storyline, equal money, all this good stuff. If he would have just been that guy and then that's who Jinder's being, he's coming out and just talking about how he's, he's turning, you know, a beer on America, you know, you all this, you all that, and you know, this is what you hate and all this good stuff. But I would like more realism in it. Uh, I think it would draw in people a little more with, with a little cutesiness in there because it's, again, it's entertainment, but that's the pro wrestling in me that wants to hear. Let me talk. Let me talk to you in a real way. That's, that sounds real. Although I've got some, you know, inflated opinions of things. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, Seth, honestly, like the whole character that he tries to play, it's just ridiculous. It's like, there's nothing real to it. You just remind me of some hipster douchey guy, you know, and it's, and it, that maybe that's who he is really deep down inside. But it's like, I, there's nothing redeemable about you and your character. But like you said, and there with punk, there was something there. And I was like, whoa, I'm seeing this dude for the first time. A match that I was really, you know, really excited about. And I don't know if you want to talk any more about uh, the Jinder Mahal stuff, no, Dennis, but no, I'm good. Otis, <laughs> versus, Otis versus Ivar. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a Viking Raiders fan. I actually own one of their t-shirts and I love what Ivar did with Bronson Reed. And I thought, okay, here we go. Two big men again. Um, I think they're trying to capitalize on what, what had happened, what, you know, what they got with, with Bronson Reed and, and Ivar. I just don't think that Otis was up to that challenge. Bronson Reed and Ivar are on a different level. You know what I mean? I don't think Otis is there yet. And I think he's, he's in his little trip with the, it's like too comedic for me. It's like, you're in there with a Viking. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you would have to show up with your A game, not the worm. You know what I mean? I get, I get, I get it that you're there with the pop, but I, you know, I want to see Otis as like, you know, someone who's, you know, losing his mind or something. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to see him as this funny fat guy. You know what I mean? I, you know, it's like, and I'm not body shame. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck what you think I'm doing. But anyway, sorry. You can bleep all that out so we can get WWE wrestlers. But <laughs> not I'm this serious. show. My, no, not this show. But my point is, is that like I, I Otis is just. I liked Otis. I think Otis has potential. I think Otis could be Jerry Blackwell if if he was produced right. If he was giving like a given a like a legitimate. The shoosh thing, ah, whatever. I mean, his partner, uh, whatever. I don't know. What do you guys got to think? What do you think? I, I, I'll say this. Uh, for all intents and purposes, when a, one member of a tag team goes away, the other guy disappears until, for, I mean, for the most part, until his partner comes back. The fact that Ivar is able to still come out week after week and show us that he actually has talent. You know, being a tag team wrestler, you don't get to all the time show your skills. And this might be the third or fourth match I've seen from Ibar, Ivar, where I left it going. He's just getting better and better and better. Or he's just showing me more and more and more where 
I don't know if I want to see him go back to a tag team when his partner gets back. I, I am really starting to like this guy as a singles competitor. I think they are stagnant as a tag team, though I do love the Viking Raiders. I love the gimmick. I love which will be a problem when he comes back, when Eric comes back, because his wife is with Ivar. Marty Janetti. Yeah. But um, I disagree with you, Lars. I thought, and I know I know Otis, that's him. He's got energy right. like that. He's an energetic guy. So you're channeling into it. I listen to the people, and you know you some matches have piped in sound where you're just like the crowd, right? Nobody was piped in crowd is loving it so you got to look at the side of what do i personally want versus what are these people really fucking buying you know you know i, I as a kid i didn't buy dusty's elbows I, I wanted to see the road warriors kill people now i watch it and i go look at the people popping for dusty i love it right but as a kid growing up as a teenager i'm like this is when i figured out the dusty finish happened all the time i watched it happen at the uic pavilion i'm like Oh, the minute I recognize, like, oh, the ref's knocked out. Oh, he's going to win the title. But then they'll reverse the decision. Uh, I knew it was a work, but come on. Every night? Uh, I love love that. I thought Otis brought it. When they smack me, and I just call it smacking me, when two big guys hit a shoulder tackle or go for a clothesline, I need to hear noise. And those boys hit each other. And I attribute that to Ivar because he's worked Japan. He's been working a long freaking time, that boy. And he's bringing Otis along. And he, when, when, did you see the spot where Ivar went up for his? I can't remember what he does off the rope, but he springs back and hits a close. Yeah, like, like, yeah. freaking Otis caught him. I stopped it dead. I was like, Lucy, come watch this. She's like, what? I'm like, Look at this man. He caught. Granted, it's you got a guy that's, that's looking to be caught, but still. Had a half a second to grab him and drop him. It wasn't like, oh, shit, I got a fall. I mean, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I didn't mind the worm. It came in a good spot for me. I would have liked some interference from Valhalla on the outside, even though you had the other two on the outside. Like, I, w- I wouldn't have minded that because I don't understand why managers are out there if they're not doing anything. Uh, I, I, but the moonsault finish... 100% Ivar is, is, is brought himself up to another level, could have a single championship. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Ace, I'm going to kind of disagree. I don't think that match needed any interference from the outside. I think if there was interference, it might have taken away. Because, once again, Ivar showed out in this match. I sat back going, this guy's got skill. And if there might have been a wrestler interference, maybe for a half second I might have been take, taken out of that moment or my, my line of thinking might have been different. So I'm kind of glad it ended the way it did. And I just want to let you know that and my opinions are, are in Lars's perfect world. Okay? It's it's about what Lars wants to see. It's a very narcissistic view <laughs> at Monday Right Raw. Yeah. 
I, I like to tell people all the time, it's the United States of Dennis. If you don't like it, you can move out. Right. And I see your point, Dennis. I, I needed something from the people on the outside that's got to go on like this. Maybe she got on the apron and the other two took care of her to get rid of them. Just give me a reason for these people standing outside, you know, so they don't have their hands in their pockets. That's well, I'm hoping that when, when Eric does come back, that they put him in some singles as well so we can, you know. And I think that's what Triple H is probably going to do. I would hope so because a really great tag team and I think both of those guys are really good singles wrestlers as is Valhalla so you've got you've got a lot of ways that you can use them I think well let's skip ahead because we had a promo with Jey Uso a little Bronson Reed stuff do we really need to talk about this much I, I feel like well, this- I like I liked it and I wanted to to, to okay. say and just real quick about it, I think that's going to be good. You know, I really like Jay Uso. Um, uh, I don't think I've always been a fan of the Usos. I loved them as a tag team. I thought they were always great. But I think the the, the dynamic between Jay, Jay Uso and Bronson Reed is going to be good. I think that's that's some electricity in a, in a bottle. You know what I mean? I think that could be, be really good. I, I hope so because I feel like I need to be sold a little bit more before I kind of invest my time in this. I... I watched the promo. I left going, eh, the yeet thing. Maybe I'm just the old wrestling guy where I'm like, yeah, I, I could do without the the cool, trendy word of the month where each, you know, every wrestler does it where, you know, hot minute or whatever these young kids on the street are talking. I don't know. But hold on one second. Hey, Wolfgang. Yeah. Still a thing with you guys? out for the kids see that's the thing and i thought that last night because i was like i remember when they were saying that but that was like two years ago or whatever it was so i feel like it's like you know he's kind of coming in a little bit late to the party but you know he's keeping something alive and and i think but the the wwe audience is not going to be hip i'm sorry (laughs) is is i was gonna say is wolfie a wrestling fan well, but that's the thing, you know, he would came down with me, you know, to the house show and he enjoyed it. And I think that that's the thing. I feel like he look he he's attracted to the real, you know what I mean? And that's what I always try to when especially when I'm with my kids at a wrestling show, I kind of see what they're gravitating towards because nine times out of 10, what they're gravitating towards is what is so special about it. Right. Gotcha. You know, because we as sure. adults can get, you know, sort of you know, I guess jaded to the, you know, we've seen this, we've seen that. I'll tell you what, like sometimes when those, when the spot fists come out and I've taken Soren, he goes, dad, I'm tired. I don't <laughs> want to be there anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because all the energy has been sucked out of the room. And it's like, that's, that's the, the those are the little things that I clue into. But Hey, if uh, Jay Uso is it, he, I guess they settled out of court with that other wrestler who was using it. And they were obviously blanking his T-shirt on TV because um, he was definitely wearing a Yeet T-shirt. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was pretty much blanked oh, out. Saw it, heard it. You know, so there you go. Breaking news in the wrestling world, Yeet is no longer the cool word, apparently, from Wolfgang <laughs> Fredrickson. So uh, keep that in mind, guys. Uh <laughs> Uh, we get a quick look ahead, uh, just in case you guys are watching the show and you want to watch Monday Night Raw next week. DIY versus Dom and JD McDonough. Gunther returns Judgment Day versus Our Awesome Truth. Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal for the World Heavyweight Champion. 
and then we get to the main guys. Well, we first Cody. of all, I just, I just, yeah, I just want to say, if you're going to have a street fight, be in your street clothes. Oh, got to be bunkhouse style. Always for me, but that's just me. Well, a street yeah. fight rules in wrestling gear is, what's the point? Yeah, at that no. point, it's kind of it's 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 a name, you know what I mean? It's it's no longer something for me. To, like, live the gimmick, boys. Like, don't come out in your you know Sunday best. Like, you know, it would have been great if Cody showed up in a suit. Well, because that's probably what he wears. Would be good. Yeah, yeah. Other, you know other than other than the aesthetic value of of what each wrestler would look like coming out in the street fighting their wrestling uh, uh, attire. For a WWE street fight, how did you guys feel like this came off? I think this is the, this is the one I tuned out on. I, I legit tuned out a lot on it. Like, I looked back and forth. I need Nakamura to go away for a minute and come back. Like, everything he does is solid. Everything he does is solid. And this is the part I was waiting on where you said that big bump off the drop kick. You thought that would be the finish? He missed a great table, like whatever the hell he was flying into there. And he destroyed that table and came out. I get modern wrestling. He had to hit it, hit the crossroads, one, two, three. I would have loved that table to be the finish. So we get back to establishing that can hurt somebody. That's well, there was, there was two tables. And I'm, gonna, and I'm going to channel. What's that? Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy Congratulations. Birthday. Hey, hey. Wow. I have no clue what that was, buddy. But we're celebrating Lars's opinion right here on the wrestling okay. perspective. No one else is. Just his maybe that's just no, a nice way of saying. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's just a nice way of saying times up. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Cody's always great. I'm gonna channel my inner Meltzer because he does live in my hometown. Um, I'm gonna give them five stars for the worst table spot I've ever seen. Which was that first table spot? Did you guys, you guys remember that one? Yes. It was the most unviolent, <laughs> unimpactful, gentle table spot I've ever seen. I was like, "Why would you even do that?" I mean, that was like that took that right there. Took that first table spot. Took me out of the match. I know you probably weren't paying attention, Ace, but thank God you weren't. Yeah. So all in all, it was an okay main. I mean, it wasn't the best, obviously, but yeah, like you said, you know, now the more and more that you've been saying it, maybe Nakamura does need to go away. I can watch Cody all the time, though. I love Cody. I, I think you need to put wrestlers in positions to succeed, and a street fight on a Raw is not a position to succeed or get people to buy into a program. There could have been a few other ways I feel like you could have progressed this story. A street fight really didn't make me feel or, or, or geek out. I kind of watched it because I, I expected a WWE street fight train wreck. Every WWE street fight uh, match I think I've ever watched, I left going, that's not a street fight. That's just a bunch of guys rolling around and there might've been a table in the way. No DQ match at best. I was just it's thinking like, the same thing. Yeah. You know, no, it's not no a street fight. A, yeah. A street fight, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's like, uh, 
it's, it's trying to capitalize just on this phrase and when you and it just doesn't deliver it never will a street fight happens out in the street where you're smashing a guy into a fire hydrant or into a car or whatever the hell it is they do that enough on aew and you know wwe is not going to touch that right so it's like I, I i don't know i don't know i just think the branding of it was just off it should have just been a no dq and then that's it at least give me a street fight moment where you have cody taping his you know knuckles up or something whether he used them or not but i mean his dad was the king of the bunkhouse i mean it's like come on man like you know, it's not that hard to, to really get sort of uh, um, creative with this. I mean, it's really not that hard. And honestly, I think the WWE audience is prime for pro wrestling. Why do you think it is doing astronomical numbers? Because people are understanding that what Triple H is doing is pro wrestling. All right. Well, uh, since this is the first time we've done this kind of show, let me throw you guys uh, a, a couple questions here. MVP of the night. Hmm. Uh, you, uh, I don't know if I could put a video package as the MVP, but give me the R-Truth video package. Uh, for me, <laughs> that was, I would give R-Truth the MVP of the night with that video package. I think... The, the dude is gold. And I left watching that video package going, God, I love this guy even more. MVP for me is Ludwig. Ludwig, oh. uh, Ludwig rising and stepping up to a new plane and hopefully beyond because he's got the skills. And that was, that was just a, a, that was a moment. Definitely a moment for him. Uh, Drew McIntyre, because I feel like it was the first time I really believed in him in the last couple of years. Um, I think it took, it took a CM Punk to bring that out of him. I think CM Punk calls for you to be real because he's a real, he's the real deal. And I'm not just saying that because he's my friend and blah, 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 and that, blah, 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 blah. I'm saying that because that's what he is. We, we saw real Seth. We see now real Drew McIntyre in the ring. You know what I mean? So thanks, Jungle Boy. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I'm saving you, NDA. Uh, so, this was our first review show. Absolutely loved it. I can't wait to see what we pull out of our asses and review next month. For as far as shows go, uh, once again, kind of said it at the top of the show. We'll say it now. Uh, things have changed a little bit around here. Uh, each month, we're going to do one review show, one interview show, one Q and A show. And uh, the fourth one, Lars, what did we say was going to be? A news of the month show. Or just a, a recap of what's happened and, you know, whatever we would like to talk about. Like, yes. I mean, it may be, uh, be something like you were saying. And that's an open forum. And we can talk about Tony Khan losing his mind with Eric Bischoff if we want to or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? We could, But maybe we won't. So who knows? I know at least about- two out of the three of us will do it. <laughs> I think anytime we bring up anything like that and we go, Ace, what do you think? He just goes, NDAs. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's his new catchphrase. I know. 
So, so yeah, so once again, we're going to try to bring you a different kind of show each month. Uh, three shows on Fightful, one show on our feed that we haven't really been keeping up on because we've been doing Fightful stuff. So uh, go to Wrestling Perspective, go to our YouTube page. We have a podcast page. It will start being updated. So make sure you go there. Uh, we definitely want to kind of, uh, you know, nurture our fans there. So make sure, you know, uh, we love Fightful. We love the people here. But we're doing one show a week over there, too. So we want to make sure you don't miss anything. Yeah. And if you're on Spotify or Apple, iTunes, whatever that we're is, thank you very much for, for subscribing and, and following us over there as well. So anywhere that you can find a podcast, you're probably going to find the three of us talking shit. Yeah. So, uh, bleep that out, Dennis, so we can get WWE talent. <laughs> there you go. So uh, thank you guys so much. Hopefully you enjoyed this. And uh, we'll post in a few weeks on whatever the show we watch next is. So uh, for A. Still, look, you can follow him right there under his name. For Lars Fredrickson, you got his Graham right there. You got his name there. Me, Dennis Farrell. Wrestling Perspective. Uh, we're going to say our goodbyes off the air. For you guys, the show's over. So uh, peace out.